0: 157 about to come your way here in lacrosse flash podcast network as we're back each and every week for you to talk all things box lacrosse uh, your go-to source for all things nll and box lacrosse jake elliott uh is one half of your co-host my other half is the owner president general manager of the toronto rock and jamie dowick And let's get you in here, Jamie. Another big show lined up uh, for episode 157. Season previews will continue. We got Calgary. We got Colorado. We got training camps to talk about. Lots of quick sticks to get to. Stampede Stallion, of course, coming up. Uh, So, yeah, lots to to talk about here, man. You're just finishing up maybe your last uh, nine holes of golf for the season. Uh, How'd that go for you? How you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Hit him well. Uh, I kind of thought I shoved it down a couple weeks ago, but, uh, you know, decided to sneak one more round in before the end of the year. Beautiful afternoon here in Ontario, and uh, that was fun. Got out there, got done. Uh, you know, now busy week ahead.
0: Yeah, well, you should probably just, like, if you finish up on a good round, like, don't go knocking on, on the door for another one. Just walk away. Like, hang it up, and remember that, Nine holes for, for the for the wintertime. And then uh, you'll have some good thoughts heading into the spring. Speaking of good thoughts, uh, we got to get a little football talk in here, Jamie. Impressive win by your Broncos over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming, that's for sure. That, I haven't seen that team all year. Uh um, some weird you know, upset drags
0: over the Bills. Uh
1: there was a lot of weird football this weekend, I thought, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Did, your, uh, but, did your fantasy picks reflect that like did you have a tough- um i I'm,
1: i it looks like i'm going to go 2 and 1 on the weekend so uh i just need to avoid big ben thinking it's 2010 tonight and i'll be fine and and go 2 and 1 and I you know i did go down in the rock lead to Captain Chow took me oh, down. No, He's that like, was
0: supposed to be a bye week for you.
1: Yeah, well, that's the problem. I opened my big mouth, and it came back to bite me. <laughs>
0: oh, is, he, uh, is he walking around like the cock of the walk right now after that W? He's got to be.
1: You know what? He just he knows he kind of owned me, and he even said it before the weekend. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter what the records are. I own you. Oh, I'm just like, and then he backed it up. So, yeah, now nah, he got me this week.
0: That's tough. Uh, well, I know you, you're doing training camp a little bit differently than, than most, uh, kind of a midweek and a weekend. So I would imagine back at it tomorrow night, which would be Tuesday as, uh, we record here on a Monday, but, uh, how did, how the weekend go and, and how the boys look in there at Toronto rock training camp?
1: That's good. I mean, we're three sessions in, we'll go four tomorrow night and then, uh, have our first exhibition game this Saturday night against uh, Saskatchewan. So uh, we're, you know, it's moving along. Three practices in, we're kind of getting into some stuff now. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, our, our team's pretty set as far as, you know, the the main roster and, and, you know, there's a few spots up for grabs. But this weekend, you know, I like to watch the games, get to see us play against someone else and see how those – you know, guys react in those situations. So I'm looking forward to that this weekend.
0: Well, you'll get a good test uh, going up against the rush right out of the gate. And and really this weekend coming up, uh, really like all teams are going to be scrimmaging, whether it's in Langley or back there in Ontario or what have you. So, Real big weekend exhibition-wise coming up, so we'll look forward to that. There'll be lots to talk about next week as well. Anybody, before we just kind of move on here, anybody, like, standing out for you or disappoint you over the first three sessions there in Toronto? No, no. I think, uh... Keeping you know, the cards kind of close. We, You're not going to tell me anything. Nah,
1: listen, I, w- I would, but, you know, I'd I just say kind of what we expected out of guys for the most part, and, you know, there's uh you know just because no one's standing out or 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 the other way you know not a bad thing um yeah you know we have we'll have a couple tough decisions to make at the bottom end of our roster and you know we'll go from there but there's still some time here for guys you know we haven't even played a game yet so guys will get an opportunity and, and we'll see where
0: we go from there good stuff yeah no i i got a chance to to check out some of Vancouver's uh, camp while last weekend and just a little bit of this weekend and and they were working on some special teams things. And and I was just kind of looking like they had two groups going in either end of the floor. And I was looking like maybe for the first time ever in Vancouver that they've actually had enough depth where they could, put out two power play units that were respectable. So lots of good options there and, and that's a good problem to have for, for Dan Richardson and company in, in Vancouver to have to make some decisions on, on guys that you know probably were on the man up there last year that aren't going to be this year because some guys are kind of coming in to take their jobs away and Defense is looking a lot bigger, a lot stronger, and, and they can get up the floor pretty well, too. So I'm pretty excited about what I've seen in Vancouver so far. And looking forward to, to seeing some more action coming up this weekend out there at the LEC. Uh, my Langley Rams got it done over the weekend. Speaking of getting back to football here, Jamie. So I got a I got a big playoff game. Cullen Cup. Rams are back in the Cullen Cup for, I think, the third straight year, well, minus covid taking on the Okanagan Sun in a big grudge match there. So I'm looking forward to that. And then got the Hall of Fame coming up uh, later that night, Saturday night in New Westminster, which is going to be a lot of fun. So busy weekend coming up. And uh, I know I mentioned last week, Jamie, that, you know, I was talking about the weight loss and I said, you know, I'm going to kind of put my mind to it here and try and grind off another 40 pounds here in the next year or so. And I figured a good way For me to do that and hold myself accountable is to weigh myself just prior to recording each and every week. And that way I can kind of keep tabs on myself. The listeners can keep tabs on me. And, you know, I don't want to walk in here and be like, yeah, I put on six pounds for the week or whatever. So this week, a week into my crusade here, Jamie, I am proud to announce that I have lost a total amount of weight of... Point two pounds. <laughs> well, hey, listen, good for you. Yeah, no, it's better than gaining weight. And uh,
1: I'm not playing that game with you. So uh,
0: fair enough. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> I like the idea, no, though. So nah,
1: it's good, good he... for you. Um, you know, listen. It's not going to happen every. Uh, and when people do that. You know, it's one of those things that it's, it's a, a
0: process. It,
1: it's a process, right? It's it not, is. You can't be discouraged ate, by yeah. short term. No,
0: no, I'm not at all. And I ate really well, actually, all week long. And then the weekend showed up and... Uh, I, I kind of went off the rails for a day, day and a half. There I had passed a couple times, so I know it's uh, it's going to work its way through. And I'm probably down a little more than than that, actually. But hey, uh, the scale does not lie. So that's where I'm at. But each and every week, I think I'm going to just up get quick update on uh, on the progress or decline, if you will, uh, for for the foreseeable future here, and see if that helps me hold myself accountable right. here to the people. So down point two, down point two is where uh, where I am after a week. Um, what else do we need to talk about here on Lax class before we get into our stampede stallion? I hope you got one ready for me, Jamie Dowick. Uh, I I got a stampede stallion. I'm I'm struggling on my
1: clues because, of, but uh, I'll manage through it.
0: Okay. Um, before we get to that, this came across my eyes as I actually wrapping up my second week of no social media here as well Jamie I, like I said I've been on kind of keeping tabs on stuff but I haven't like interacted or posted anything in, in the better part of two weeks and honestly I'm I'm I think I'm enjoying it like I might, <laughs> I might just keep it going I don't know I don't know. I might make a return. I might not. I uh, might just do a month. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, another week. But anyways, I was scrolling down through Twitter, and this came across my eyes. Cool Beck Canada pumping out some some odds here on the National Lacrosse League on favorites to win the Cup, uh, the Alterna Cup, all sorts of, of odds coming down here from Cool Beck Canada. So I just wanted to touch on this. Saskatchewan. At the top of the heap here at plus 550, along with Halifax. There's the Toronto Rock in third place, Jamie, at plus 650. You got to be feeling pretty good about that. Oddsmakers have you listed there in, in essentially third place uh, for a favor to win the cup. Well, a couple things.
1: Um, I did see that myself. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this is out there. I don't know if I should be saying this or not, but um, it's you kind know, of cool bit coolbit.ca is uh you know the new jersey partner of the toronto rock and uh we're pretty excited about this new relationship with them so Mm. um you'll you'll see that logo on the toronto rock jersey this year
0: that's like the rainbow colored bears type of thing right
1: yeah yeah. um you know there there will be a different color logo on our jersey but that's their logo that kind of polar bear and uh you know, they're doing a lot of great things. So I I did see those odds and you know, what you wanna talk about who's at the top, but the thing that stuck out for me on that list was Calgary. Calgary, um, yeah, down there plus thirty five. Calgary was plus thirty five hundred or something like that. I mean, they are still the defending champs and I know we're two years later and I know they've lost Dane Doby, but um, you know, not a shot at Dane Doby, but he, you know, there were there's a lot of other reasons on that team why why they were the champions. And uh that one to me stuck out uh stood out the most to me. But uh hey, you know, who knows?
0: Yeah, so knows? well Saskatchewan Halifax tied at the top, Toronto, San Diego, Philadelphia just in behind. Then you got Buffalo, Georgia, Colorado, Albany coming in at plus twenty two hundred, Vancouver at plus twenty-five. There's Panther City down at the bottom, Jamie, and just on a whim here, like <laughs> yeah, plus seventeen thousand five hundred. Like, maybe just throw down a twenty on it and just hope. Like, what would the return be on that? Can you even put that math together? Well, if you bet
1: a hundred dollars, you're going to get back seventeen thousand five hundred if they win. <laughs> so, if you bet ten, you're going to get seventeen fifty. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, 20 you
1: go. you're going to get 34 3500 bucks
0: well listen uh speaking of, speaking of speaking of that Speaking of this and, and bets and odds and stuff, you do a bit of gambling. I do a bit of gambling. My, my buddy, your buddy, Evan Schemenauer, does a, a bit of gambling as well. Who You Got, I think, is going to make its triumphant return here a month. Rob Cook, I believe, it was the defending champion of Who You Got. Uh, got himself a, a shiny pair of blundstones for his wife for, for being the champion there, courtesy of Stampede Tech. Um, but I think with you know these odds coming out, the season coming up, I suggested to Evan, depending on how long you want to keep this up for, Jamie, and you're welcome to do it as long as as you want. I fear we'll welcome back Evan each and every week because he's going to be the the kind of the the scorekeeper here of who you got. We'll welcome Evan back every week. We'll we'll run down the odds of of the games and stuff. Talk maybe talk a little gambling, a little betting in a segment, and and then run down our picks for uh, for the upcoming week if you're down with that.
1: Yeah, I'd look forward to that. I think I'd uh, be the champ.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you saw, Jamie, but in our inaugural season. We'll have to
1: take, if we're going to do that, though, we're probably going to have to take Toronto's games right out of it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. I think that's fair uh maybe just for you man. i mean listen
1: the reality of it is is i'll take toronto well, you every just take, week yeah okay. why don't
0: you just do that like i mean just uh, i think i when i was yeah, we could for keep it in and
1: i just take toronto every week
0: but evan yeah, I mean, can take uh, saskatchewan yeah. every week and i'll take vancouver every week how about that
1: well i wouldn't recommend that but hey <laughs> uh, listen we'll, we'll do what we do
0: i know well we'll figure it out we'll figure it out it'll be fun it will be. So uh, I got to look into trying to find some software that is going to help Evan keep score. So he doesn't have to do it on an Excel spreadsheet and tiebreakers and all the rest of it. So that's in the work. So stay tuned for that. Rob Cook asked me the question on Twitter, but because I'm not, I'm not doing the social media, I didn't reply, but I'll reply to you right now, Rob. Yes. Uh, who you got is going to make its triumphant return. So let me give you a
1: little shout out here and start a little, okay. I don't know. Lacrosse podcast, Twitter war. Oh, um, you know, I listen, I give, I give you props, and I know we've been getting together every Monday night and doing these things, and, you know, you're good at doing it every week and this and that, but, hey, you know, you're setting the bar with this. I listen to trying to follow along on some of those, uh, these other podcasts, and I don't know when they're coming out, and sometimes they come out, and sometimes they don't, and, you know, I just think, I, I just think you're doing a really good job. And, uh, you know, you say, how long am I going to do this? I just enjoy helping you out. Cause I think you do a good job with that. I think you set the bar and, uh, if if the boys over at the back of the bird want to get a little two man tussle with oh, me and Jumbo, oh, let's let's get her go. The, the let's garland. get her going here. He's throwing like, down. The challenge us at something. Yeah, for, okay.
0: I'm down. Polly, I'll I I'll mean, take on Polly. You can handle Lomas and and uh, I even trying to follow Gordo their podcast, and I don't know when it's coming on or this and that. Uh, maybe they, they,
1: they always I blame it on Donnie and I, man, you know. So
0: <laughs> I'm not eh. going to throw anybody under the bus here, but uh, they're my boy. Anyways, yeah. they're my
1: boys they're doing a good job listen they i just uh, that wasn't what i'm just saying you're doing you know i i'm getting this out regularly no one is coming out on tuesdays and at noon and people can go and get it then you know for me a guy that listens to podcasts i like that because i know okay that at noon on tuesday this one comes out and i listened to it and i know this other one comes out you know when whatever it might be so the the continual you know the regularity is is a real good thing
0: i think as string king likes to say consistency is king and and the boys in the back of the bird they do a great job they're a little bit different than this podcast you know some of the same guests and some of the same material and content and stuff but they kind of do it in a different way which i really enjoy listening to as well i don't know if they listen to this podcast or not but um they come out on fridays for the most part and and the time is a little bit off every now and then but they get it out um, they try and get it out every Friday and I try and consume that as well and, and listen I've I've had people like talk to me about my podcast and you know I'm thinking about getting a podcast and starting a podcast and they ask you know what what do you think and I always say like podcasts there's a lot of people that come they do a few episodes they're great and then like you say they disappear or you know they take a month off they come back or they you know post every couple of weeks or whatever and I always tell people, I think the reason, one of the main reasons that this podcast has been is as successful as it has been is because of the consistency. You know it's coming out each and every week, and you don't have to think about it. And I I really pride myself on that. I really, really do. There's been a lot of weeks where I've just been like, fuck this. I do not want to – I don't. I don't feel like it this week, but I do. And then I always feel better after I do it, but – um, there are weeks where it's like, man, it's a grind. And like I don't know if people really realize what goes into to putting out a podcast each and every week. It's not <laughs> there's there's a lot that goes into it. So I applaud everybody that, that makes an effort and, and tries to do it. I appreciate your your kind words, but I always tell people that ask me about my podcast, they say ask It's coming out each and every week, same day, same time, is a huge reason that a lot of people tune into this thing. So there you go. With all that being said, Jamie, I think it's time to mount up on the horses and head for the Stampede Tack and Western Ware Stables. Giddy up! Oh, did you just do it? Did you? Was that a horse noise right there? He <laughs> gave you a little one. Nice. Here
1: we go. I yeah, it. I'm you're, in the mood. Let's go. Let's grown, go. I'm going to the stable.
0: All right, we have reached the Stampede Tack and Western Wear Stables here, and it's time for the Stampede Stallion of the Week. But I got to tell you about our friends at Stampede before we do that, because I usually forget at the end of it. Uh, Blundstones. We've been t- Have you worn the Blundstones yet, Jamie? Have you gone for a walk in the Blunnie's yet?
1: yeah it's close it's close We're okay. just, it's, the season's changing
0: it is you could always just like put them on at like halftime and just wear them for the second half and then by the end of the show you can tell me how comfortable and and good your feet feel how about that so while you uh think about that i will tell you about Bluntstones. they're available at Stampede tack and western wear now that the weather is starting to feel a little bit more like winter the nll is knocking on the door Get yourself a pair of Blundstones for the upcoming season. They're great to wear to an NLL game. You can get back in the arena and look good while you're doing it. It doesn't matter if you're getting ready for a job site, a hike, or a night out in the town. Blundstones will get you there and get you there looking good. Stampede Tack and Western Wear out there in Cloverdale since 1966, or you can shop online where it's still shopping local at stampede.ca. All right, Jamie. Your pick this week, Stampede Stallion of the Week. I know you got one ready. You said you're struggling with your clues a little bit, but uh, go ahead, give me your first clue of this week's stallion, please.
1: All right, here we go. Original member of the Toronto Rock. Shocking. And one. (laughs) Sorry.
0: I just said shocking that that this has got a Toronto Rock connection here. Okay.
1: Well, you know what? It's kind of tough. Honestly, it's kind of tough in this league to go through guys that don't have a Toronto Rock. It's true. It's, some true. Point. it's true. It's like the coaches in this league. I, I, the number's crazy. But anyways. Okay. Uh, original an original member. member of the Toronto Rock that won three Champions Cups with the Toronto Rock and one with another team.
0: He won 3 with Toronto and 1 with another team. Original Toronto Rock. So we're talking like 98, 99 here. 90 died. 99. Okay. Uh Terry Bowen.
1: No sir. Okay. Next clue. um next clue. It was two stints. The Champions Cups were two different stints. With the Toronto Rock, and the third championship was with the Calgary. The other championship was with the Calgary Roughnecks. <laughs> so they were the early part of the Rock, my championship, and then the
0: Roughnecks. Is he, Patty Campbell?
1: Yeah, ah. it is Patty
0: Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been throwing. I game know. On I last just
1: few weeks, uh. and it's like. You know, you gotta get like him he, in. Had, he had to get, he had to get in the stable. Like, I mean, you know, I was going to say something about goalie. <laughs> and get get, and get and him da, his da, own barn. Yeah, maybe, ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. yeah. Listen, Patty Campbell, um, one of the best teammates probably the NLL has ever seen. And anyone that ever played with Patty Campbell will tell you that. And that guy would do absolutely anything for her his, his team and his teammates. And, you know, it was just an absolute beauty. And I'll tell you one quick story about him. I mean, he didn't get a lot of starts. He was, he, he was the, the the second guy, but the blue on the bench. And one year we were playing in Calgary and T gave him, gave him a start and the game was on TSN and we're playing in about, you know, two, three minutes into the game, Snyder's coming around the net. And Patty decides to come out, and of course he comes out and blows him up. And you know, before anything can happen, Patty's got his uppers off, and he's just dealing with Snyder. Did anyone he get his gear out quicker than Patty? Cameron? Oh no, no way! I mean, like you know, I I think back to that Boston. Uh, they're all fight. Uh, Fat Patty, man, that the the brawl with Buffalo at ILA and whips in there and patty just looking at t and t just shaking his head and patty that equipment could get off the uppers so quick yeah. and uh back to the calgary thing i remember his parents saying him, oh, patrick like you, you don't get to play many games start many games and now you're getting thrown out four minutes into your start but man what it's what a teammate um you know he he, he, he wasn't just uh a bench second goalie. You don't, you don't hang around in this league for 12 years, 13 years, because you're a good guy. Uh, he, he could play it. And he was the guy that, you know, the typical backup goalie that could come in off the bench and give you a spark. And, and that was their job. And, you know, I know T and T had a lot of love for Patty Campbell and, and always went back to him in that role. And, and, you know, he, it, it, that's because he was a good player and a good and a great team guy.
0: Toronto, Columbus, Rochester, Calgary, Edmonton, 14 years in the National Cross League for the 44-year-old now, who I didn't know this, Jamie, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia here, 2007 diagnosed with Crohn's disease, uh, which missed, caused him to miss half an NLL season. Had no idea about that. Is he still battling that or is he on the other side of that?
1: No, I believe that's something that once you kind of Get that it's it's something you deal with for the yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. I know uh, I know Patty's actually bought a got booked a bunch of tickets now that we're down in Hamilton. That's his neck of the woods these days. So I'm looking forward to uh, you know reconnecting with Tim during the season, seeing him down at a game, and uh, you know one of the great all-time Toronto rocks rock players. And uh, there you go, you know someone. Someone I'm glad got to know
0: the Cannonball. And man, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the biggest thing with Patty is like just an absolute nut bar on the floor, but like one of the nicest guys you're ever gonna meet off the floor. Like always with a smile on his face, calm, mild mannered demeanor, happy go lucky, but you get the the pads and the mask and the and he just went like haywire on more often than not, like could not help himself. Well,
1: if you were on the other team, yeah. yeah. But off the floor, he'd do anything for you. And, you know, he was just a pleaser. And, uh, you know, just just good dude.
0: Well, great selection. Patty Campbell. Cannonball, welcome to the stable, brother. You are this week's Stampede Stallion of the Week. Uh, fine selection there, Jamie. Let's take a quick break here on Lax Class 157. We're heading for the second quarter. It's time for season previews. And we're going to the Rockies. Calgary Roughnecks are up first. Kurt Mowowski, next. Lax glass back after this.
2: Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level.
3: This is NLL Hall of Famer, Colin Doyle,
0: and you're listening to Lax Class. Welcome back to Lax Class as we move into the second quarter of action. Jake Kelly, Jamie Dowick with you, and uh, also with us, Associated Labels and Packaging, <laughs> who have been with us since day number one here on the podcast. Down there at Coquillum, over 40 years of experience, family-owned, focusing on people, ethics, and, of course, quality, Best in the business when it comes to labels and packaging. Find them at Associated LP, as in labels and packages. Uh, now joining, rejoining the podcast is the head coach of the Calgary Roughnecks, Kurt Malowski, back on the pod. Welcome back to Lax Class Mouse. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. It's Our pleasure, man. Uh, you did not participate in week one of training camps, if I'm not mistaken. You did get going last weekend in calgary uh how good to be back around the boys i
2: take it yeah you know what uh you don't realize how much you miss it so you got to get back out there and see everybody and uh, all the staff and you know a lot of the fans come out and watch our camp so it was kind of neat seeing some of them and yeah it was uh really nice you being away for a long time so familiar faces it felt like home again
0: and i guess something that wasn't real familiar would be <laughs> the turf there at the Saddle Dome which is going to look a lot different for the upcoming year along with the uniforms and I guess that's a bit of a change for you Kurt a little bit of a rebranding the logo remaining the same but the colors changing on both the jerseys and and the turf what was that like to kind of walk in and see
2: uh well truth be told we're not in the dome we don't get in there until uh I think the exhibition game in a few weeks so I've only seen it on social media and on the website so i I'll probably be able to answer that a little better in a few weeks, but uh, you know, from what all I hear, it looks looks pretty good. All the inter- internal people are telling me it's pretty sharp. So uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. A lot of a
0: lot of things have changed in Calgary over the last couple of years. Still the defending champions, I suppose, Kurt. Uh, but gone is is the MVP and and a lot of new younger faces in there as well. Uh, no more Robbie Williams on the bench. I'm not sure where to to begin with it all, but uh maybe we start with Dobie that's that's got to be a tough pill to swallow losing you know your top lefty and the MVP and all the rest of it but you know that's opportunity for other guys to step in I suppose
2: yeah it's tough you know uh, Dobes and I were really good friends like a little brother to me we've you know I had him here since he was 18 and you know I'd be lying to you if we didn't you know if we didn't spend some time on the phone crying and it was it was really really emotional for us and I know Dane really wanted to be back and just didn't work out that way and it's the nature of the business but uh you know our our friendship and our admiration for each other and love for each other goes well beyond the game so fortunate that we got to meet each other through the game but that changes from our personal uh our personal friendship and our our personal side so um are we going to miss just no question i could stand here sit here forever and explain to you the value that he brings to the team and but uh you know that's that's behind us now. We got nothing but respect for him and wish him all the best down there. And, and uh, you know what? Like you said, there's an opportunity for other guys to step up. We got, you know, we got Jesse King. He stays healthy. I, he's as good as any of them out there right now, I think. Feeling and, better. Uh, so you said he's, he's feeling better
0: than he's ever felt before, too, Kurt. Like, kind of sent out a warning via Twitter to the rest of the league saying, I feel as good as I've ever felt. Look out, rest of the NLL, sort of thing.
2: Oh, that's not a Tommy Larshide there, but um, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see it. They, they, I He goes so hard at camp and I just like, I told Jesse, toner down, man. Like he just battles and battles and battles and it's just not the simple shooting drills, the five on five. He wants every single rep, but he's showing great leadership and yeah, he's in great shape right now. Um, I think the big thing for most, most teams that through this layoff was trying to stay healthy through training camp. And that's, you know, for the most part, we did. But you hear a lot of the guys get picked up all over the place. So that was my big message for a lot of our guys. So let's just punch the clock and get through it. Try try to keep moving on, moving forward. Well, how do you –
0: I mean, I think it's probably going to be a little bit by committee on that left side now. Uh, Martell coming back off an injury. Dan Taylor's going to have to take a step forward. you got to look for a little more production out of Zach Haywire's. How are you seeing that that left side or the lefties on the right side shake out for you through through training camp here?
2: Um, You know what? There's, you know, there's close to 20 shots that are up for grabs. So, you know, like from a positive side of things, guys are going to get more looks. And I've always, like I said, I've always, I to talk, talk about Jesse some more, but you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to be our floor general on that side of the floor. And, uh, you know, Danny Taylor, he's, he scored some big goals for us in the middle of the floor. His game's changed. The knock on him was he wasn't going to the middle. And, you know, ever since he's been in Calgary, he's done nothing but spend the time in the middle of the floor and create space. So, you know, Tails plays an honest game, and, you know, uh, we don't expect anything different except he's going to get a couple more shots at the net. And, uh, you know, we got Tanner Cook there now. He's a big right. body, and, you know, he's uh, got a lot to learn like, as far as our systems go. As everyone knows, our systems are, can be complex at times. So he's, he picked it up real good. He's a smart kid, shoots the ball real well, doesn't mind getting to the middle. needs to load to stop. And then, uh, you know, I like I like Widers. Um, you know, if he's in shape and he keeps his weight down, he's good. If he doesn't, you know, he's not good. And he he understands where he has to sit in Calgary. Um, He could probably be in a bit better shape, and I'm not afraid to say it. I think he knows about that now. And he might, if he doesn't sharpen up, Martel might be stepping in. And I like Marty. Um, Marty's biggest thing is he's got to stay healthy. You know, he's always seemed to get nicked up. And he's a small guy that tries to play big. I think he's got to play a little bit smarter and uh, stay out of a lot of the stuff where he gets himself in trouble. But um, it's his time. It's an opportunity for, for probably more than anyone, Marty, to step up. He's you know first round pick for us. He's been around us a long time. He's bounced back and forth in the practice roster, and you know, here's a, he looks in great shape. Um, and so there's a chance for him. And proof will be in the pudding when the exhibition games come. through. we get more than more than enough time to to do the job. And then the right side, you know, you got Dixon. You know, he's been a big part for years and years and years. And now he's gonna he's gonna step up to more of a leadership role for us. And he, he's he's not a huge raw raw guy like Dobbs is, but uh, he goes about his business in a professional way. And works extremely hard and he's an you know he's an extreme competitor he just wants nothing more than the win every time he's on the floor so he's going to be a big part of it and uh, you know we, we're missing dutchy too but you know I, I see he landed somewhere today which is which is good for dutchy you got a big fan of his and yeah. you know, but we got was young the, guys I, mean, I don't
0: know if you can talk about it kurt sorry to cut you off but what was there was no that problem. a decision on on your end to not pursue or re-sign reese dutch just I don't know if there, you know, you got Marshall King there, you got uh, Hayden Dixon there, you got Tyler Pace over there. Was it just, you know, you wanted to go a little bit younger and maybe a little bit cheaper on the roster and there just wasn't room for Dutchie?
2: No, there's, you know, there's always room for Dutchie. It was just, you know, it was, a we always were, we had to be fiscally responsible in Calgary. We have to make sure we, we spend our money wisely and we try to stay within the parameters of the, uh, of the salary cap. So, you know, you gotta, we had to spend some money on Dix and, and some of the other guys. And, you know, we get closer there. It's it's tough. And, um, you know, I Dutchie wanted to come back. We wanted him to come back. There's a little bit of both. There's a little bit of that. And there's a little bit of us with our trying to get some young guys in there too. But uh, it, we were close. But, it, you know, we just we, we got to give it. It's tough. It's tough. We get to bring a, bring a guy in like that. And then we're sitting our first-round draft picks. You know, we picked up Kyle Waters and we had Hayden Dixon a couple of years back, their first rounders. It's hard to justify putting them in the crowd and then expecting them to get better. So it was, it was, it was tough, you know, it was touch and go with Pacer and his contract and, and Dick's there for a little bit. So we were, I was in communications with Dutchie. Like I said, we, him and I have a great relationship. Um, you know, he says that he played his best lacrosse with us. And I tend to agree with him and super reliable. And, you know, we all know what happened on that last shot that clinched it. So, um, we tried, it just didn't, it didn't work out for a multitude of reasons. And uh, um, now that he's in Halifax, man, I'm happy for him. He's, oh,
0: he's you know, out of the West of the too, place. which is nice too, eh, Kurt? Like get him out of the West.
2: Yeah, we, we still see him. We, <laughs> one of the Eastern <laughs> teams that we play, but you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I well, don't know.
2: I don't overthink. I don't overthink what other guys got. Oh, JT, come on, don't Kurt. Don't
0: tell me them. you don't overthink things. And, and listen, mm-hmm. like we've had uh, a multitude of, of hall of famers on here, and and players and and managers and coaches and all the rest of it they say that there is no off switch when it comes to you and 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 talking and thinking about lacrosse and you talk to your players and former players and current players alike they say you are probably the smartest and most prepared coach they have ever seen or or been around so don't tell me you don't think about that stuff because i know that's not true Okay, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump. To, awesome. Let's yeah. jump. Let's jump to the back end here, Kurt. Uh, you know, some new bodies coming in back there, and and you look at guys like Salama and and Callies now who. Are going to take a step forward. Obviously, being a a, a little older on the roster, Courier, who's you know one of the best players in the game, bar none. But you got guys like uh, Matsuoka and and Tysers coming into your lineup. Some some real speed and some guys that can get the ball up the floor. And I think that's something you've probably got to be pretty excited about.
2: Yeah, I've been I've been watching Ethan for a lot of years. I think he's always thought he's been built for the uh, for the game. I know he can be coined as a bit of a finesse defender, but. You know what? You, you you play within your means. Like he's he's not going to be a hack and whack and, and be an intimidator at his size. He's going to play smart and he's athletic. And I think I think the league's built for him. And Harry, um, no, nah, I think Harry Harry's Harry's still a young guy and he's played a lot of ball in Alberta. So he's he's got some things to learn. You know, I know Bradder taught him well and he look he showed really well in that Minto Cup. But you know, after camp, he's he's just, you got to remember he's a young guy. There's no pressure on him he's just going to come in and play, you know, if he makes the starting lineup and he dresses every night, then so be it. If he he has to sit and watch a little bit, that that's fine too. But uh, you know, the, both those two kids are built for the NLL. They're both super, super athletic. What I like about them is that there's a lot of guys that are athletic that can't score when they get up at that end, but both of them have pretty good finish around the net. You know, if you can get three looks at the net, very much like Shane Simpson, pretty good shooting percentage in around, you know, in around 50 or, or around there. So we're excited for both those kids. Again, those, no pressure on either one of them you know they'll, they'll get an opportunity to kind of grow with the group and we got some good leaders there that'll show them the ropes speaking with the head coach of the
0: calgary rough just keep this in mind here kurt with uh, jamie dalek listening into our our conversation you are allowed to ask jamie one question about either him or the whatever you want you got one question to fire at jamie since he is sitting here listening to our entire conversation so just keep that in your back pocket here for the next couple of minutes as i ask you about the goaltenders, we know the phenom, Del Bianco, is, is going to be your guy, and he's going to play the majority, if not all the minutes, but unlike years gone by as Tyler Richards moves from a backup role with you to a coaching role with you, I want to talk about that as well, but now you're you're looking at another young guy backing up Del Bianco, and uh, you got Getty there, you got Landon Kells there, uh, what are you seeing out of your goaltenders after a week?
2: Uh, we, yeah, we got Adam Bland there too, we got, we got four of them there behind, you know, three behind Delbs and you know, I'll touch on the hall of fame, you know, like career that T rich had. And, you know, like he was the ultimate teammate the last few years. I think we always joke about, it. I think he had eight minutes over the last couple of years, but his experience there was just invaluable. And, and uh, you know, just to have, to have the opportunity to get him out to help us coach. And he was awesome. He was really good this weekend. He was, he was better than, not that I didn't think he'd be good, and but he was exceptional. Like he spent so much time with those young guys and just listening to what he had to say, he was fully engaged. He, he wasn't like in the way of anybody. He just, he just no, understands it, like understands it so well. And I think we're super fortunate to have him. He's got a bright future in coaching and, uh, and it was, he was, that was a pleasant surprise for me from a coaching staff. And I'm going to grind Bordy to try to get him in a little bit more. I don't know if we can, but it'd be really nice to try to get him into Calgary a little bit more so that's a plug for T-Rich there with Ben Grind and a bit, but um, yeah, he was good. But our young goalies, I, I, I like them all. Like we're, we're in a spot where I've, I've watched Adam Bland since he was in Peewee. He's always been one of the best in BC. if not the best of his age group. And then the an boy, I watched him, he put up great numbers in juniors. He's, he's a big boy. And you know, he, 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 he slimmed himself down a little bit from what I've seen previously in the summer. He's looked in pretty good shape, went to watch him in new West and the coach didn't dress him. But that but we knew enough about him, and uh, you know, we got one of the best in Kells. That like he, he might—you know—some people say he's the best in the business in junior lacrosse in Ontario, which, which is good for us. So we like what we got, especially with the mentorship with uh, with with T Rich. And we all know the character of Del Bianco. Like, he's so confident in his game. He's he's a young guy, but he's he's got that, like I always say, that old school mentality where he loves giving back and paying it forward. He always spends time with them. He's out there shooting at him. To get off the short side, he might hit the net and make them better, but that Delves does something for Delves to work on. But we love what we got. So it's well, a matter of managing him. See who steps up.
0: And and listen, like if you need him to, to step out and, and play a little defense like you did in the XLL, like he's got that ability too, no?
2: Oh, I watched video on that. He <laughs> sent me one. What, what are you supposed to do with Dolby when Dobie danced? I'm like, you just get net that yeah, That's what you yeah, should be go, doing. So, go, go check yeah, somebody weird. else
0: or get off the floor. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll go find the MVP of the league if someone's looking to get picked up. And
0: he's the same hand as him. <laughs> <laughs> he's on yeah, the
2: you, you, you must have got wind of it. He's on the wrong side of the floor. Yeah. Left check and the left. And he just good skin.
0: So well, great. last thing
2: I want to ask you here yeah.
0: is, is about your coaching staff. We talked a lot about <laughs> Tyler Richards, who steps into the goaltending coaching role. But yeah. uh, long gone is is your, your good buddy and, and mine and, and Rob Williams, Sato, who – uh, spending a little more time uh, focusing on his job and his family. So, in step uh your first kind of interactions with him around training camp and coaching. What'd you think of your of your new D coach?
2: Well, I, I'll tell you, Jake. I'd be remiss if I didn't get a chance to mention something about Dado. Sure, like one of the, one of the salt of the earth guys, great friend of mine. But you talk about preparation, you talk about hard work, you talk about guys playing for you, man. He's one of the best out there like i loved having him on the staff that was a big loss for us i totally understand his reasons but i can't give him enough credit for the, you know when we won the championship and just the glue guy in the room how the guys just want to play for him and and just work like he was a great player like a great journeyman player that worked extremely hard and prepared himself real well he does that in coaching you know tenfold and when the time is right and he's ready to come back He'll be back in this league and, and he, you know, he'll, he'll make a difference. He was, just wasn't standing on our, our, our D end as a, as a wallflower, man. He contributed a ton. And I, I love the guy, man. I freaking love him. And anyway, off the feathers, I know I always got to get emotional on these things, Jake, but no, not hey, many guys ask me. on the nah, thing I'm, pushing the right, but, I'm pushing the right buttons. If I'm doing that, yeah, I, well, you know me well enough that, you know, he's one of my boys. So, yeah, um, too. yeah. So, so, so B's, um, he's, he's great too. You know, um, we, we had some interviews, we interviewed some great guys, um, interviews are really, really tough decision, but, you know, we believe in, in Calgary, same with our leadership group, well, you know, it's a progression, you don't, don't jump in and you're to the C, you're just, you don't just jump in and all of a sudden you're an A after a year or so, you got to kind of earn your stripes and it's kind of a pecking order, how you get up the ladder and it's the same thing with us, like, he put his time in with, uh, you know, as a scout for us and, you know, what. Uh, I've been accused of being a front runner with some of these great teams that we've been successful to win mental cups with, but, you know, Bees was, was with a good team in Brampton in 09. And then he went and coached some teams in Barrie that weren't so good. And, you know, that, that shows a lot of character that he goes down and says, you know what, I thought I'm not, not going to get a lot of wins you're not gonna get a lot of notoriety. You're not going to get yourself ahead of, of the game, so to speak, but you know what, he just wanted to go cut his teeth somewhere and be a head coach and you know that doesn't go unnoticed. And he's worked this way with Brampton there and, He's, he's paid his dues and um, you know, from the short time that I've interacted with him with on the, the bench and have practice and on some of the calls, he's very well prepared. He's extremely hardworking. So um, he's, he's got an opinion, you know, Rusty Krug will chuckle and gum me about it. Yeah. Krug you're right on a lot of it, but I haven't told Feathers to tone her down yet, but it's coming after one weekend, but we love him. We, we love the guy and he's going to be a big part of our, our coaching staff. And I know he's going to make us better. And like I said, you'll, you'll never fill Robbie's shoes, but you know, Beasle's a different type of guy, and uh, um, as far as a different different mentality when it comes to coaching, and but feathers. Both Where is, hard where's
0: feathers come from? Tell me about that.
2: Well, he he played kind of a soft game, <laughs> so the nick the nick came <laughs> stuck with him feathers. So okay, so, so, so yeah,
0: so fair enough. Uh, fair enough. It's, it's a good handle though,
2: Jake. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good handle. I don't mind fits. it.
0: I don't mind yeah, it. He'll be
2: gumming me. Uh, I might get in trouble by delbs delbs and feathers after this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you—you you hold the hammer, my friend. No, I haven't even asked you a question. No, yet. get in there, I, Jamie. Oh, I was—I uh, was gonna like text I you know, and I wake. Did. I was gonna
2: wake you I up. I can imagine but... what this is gonna be.
1: Well, no, no. Listen, I want to say a few things. I mean, like, God, Kurt, listening to you talk, man. Like, I, I listen. I love it, man. Like, I know why T loved you as a player and and as a person, and you know, I just. You just speak the truth and I and, uh, and I love listening to you and you and you just, you know, talking about certain guys and what they gotta do. And I, I believe in that philosophy too. So I love that. You know, the Doby thing, it's bullshit for me that Doby's not in Calgary. Like I you know, ever since I've been around, Dame Doby is Calgary and I know your relationship and you know, it's something we gotta fix in our league because to me, you know, there should be a way for you guys to be able to keep him. And it's a shame, but I also know you guys will give it to them when you get your chance. So, uh, you know, my my betting's on, uh, you know, I, I believe in what you're doing. So just keep that up. You know, one other thing, uh, I don't know if you saw the cool bet odds. Uh, you probably have it pasted on your uh, locker room already. But <laughs> I didn't even want to bring it up.
0: De- I'm glad you did.
1: They got the defending champs. You know, yeah, they're missing their MVP, but he wasn't the only reason why they won. And they got him, you know, I almost someone put but we can't he you. Doing, you know
0: there you go. All the guys Ooh. I
1: know, Bruce E. Chugger, those guys, man, like, you know, Chugger says you're, you know, he just can't stop talking about how great of a coach you are and but and, you know, person. So I, I, I love what you're doing, man. You know, I, I I just I cheer for you on the West Coast. I got one question for you. I know you get to give me a question. Well, my the only question I really got for you because you told us everything we wanted to know is: after a loss, do you still eat uh, cornflakes till Wednesday? Is that it?
2: Yeah, I know You don't earn it. You know, you don't. You don't have fun unless you win. And if you don't win, yeah, you're not allowed. No pizza and wings. It's cornflakes till <laughs> Wednesday. That's the way we did it in Rods, Chuck, and I. You didn't earn it. You don't get it. Cornflakes. Oh, so. this is
0: this is new <laughs> to me. Cornflakes <laughs> till Wednesday. Don't don't knock cornflakes now. I don't mind a good bowl of cornflakes every oh, day then. but
1: funny, funny. You know, nothing wrong with cornflakes it's just uh, when you're you know, eating it every day he, but, yeah. and just after a loss you know he's having cornflakes for the next three <laughs> days because he didn't earn anything better that, that, That's that it. kind of sums up Kurt Belosky as far as I'm concerned
0: Kurt, you, before I ask you I before you ask Jamie a question where like where does the the motor that you got come from like why like I I know it's been a long time since ever since you probably picked up a stick, but like it, like people say, it doesn't turn off for you. You are 24 7, 100 miles an hour, lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse. Where does that passion and desire like, where did it manifest? And how do you keep that fire burning as bright as you do?
2: I don't know. Without getting too sentimental and emotional, probably like my upbringing, it wasn't, it wasn't the best, you know, like the way things went down with my mom and my dad. And, you know, I grew up in some tough times and I grew my mom was my rock and it was, you know, yeah. I think you just blow onto lacrosse and, and it, nothing was easy. I think that's why that earning that respect is just the way, it, the way it was. And, and you just, you know, you just, then I, then you had to fight for everything you had to fight for in our lives, and then that competitive side comes out, and and then I can honestly say, like I know that Jamie talked about T and uh, you know like Shooter and and guys like Willie and Junior and, and a lot of the Eastern guys that you know those guys taught me so much. Like I thought I was I was West Coast smart yeah. when it when it was in lacrosse, but then I got to spend time with Krugs and Brucey, like all those guys, like they taught me so much about the team and about the game and the culture back there and and that's why troy and you know like my quest for jamie wouldn't be a funny one it's just going to be one that that matters to me but you know like like those guys just they build that culture into you and i think it was almost like me learning it all over again and then taking all those eastern lessons and then having some real good coaches over the years and then being able to put them into my own style and it's just like i don't know it was like it was like Fire on like wood on the fire for me. It was just I don't know. And then I just and I and I think just being so darn competitive. It just that's what it is. Like whether it's not whatever it is. I'm just a competitive competitive person and and it's ingrained in my kids. And that's just the way we are in our family and that old school mentality. You earn it. You know you fight for it. You believe in things and you have good core values. So. I don't know. I just it just keeps going. I don't know. That's just where I'm wired. I don't think I'm going to change and I'll, I'll go down swinging. I know okay.
0: That. I so. got uh He doesn't he doesn't turn it
1: off. Chugger tells me. Cuz Chugger uh, and I talk every every day. Uh, so yeah. we like even when we're playing, we'll talk on a game day and he always tells me he goes, "Listen, I can tell you um he goes, mouse won't talk to me the week of if we play that whole week he won't talk to me and he goes and when we played him in the finals he'd walk by me in the hallway and he wouldn't even say hi to me he'd just ignore me and i'm like that's awesome i love
2: it yeah
0: uh okay kurt i lied i got one more before i let you ask jamie a question okay. here um okay. your brother going into the canadian lacrosse hall of fame on saturday night yeah. i'm gonna be there i'm not sure if you're yeah, i know you got exhibition games going on and stuff so i'm not sure if you're there but um, there was there was a good healthy rivalry there between you guys when you were both kind of in your primes and and listen like I I remember seeing you guys going at it at the box at, at Smith Box and I think Derek always had aspirations to to be like his big brother or better than his big brother and and you guys just kind of went back and forth and pushed each other both right into the Hall of Fame. Talk about Derek and and you know his game and and what you, he meant to you and you meant to him
2: yeah you know i I think you got the history on me and my bro like we haven't been the tightest brothers but i think it was a lot to do with how competitive we were and you know i man like i rode him man like like hard yeah (laughs) i know like hard like like hard man like when we're kids and it wasn't easy when things when people weren't around it was just me and him in the basement and and he never got a free out and uh you know, I'd like to think that maybe some of that competitive fire that he's got was part of that. I, you know, did I cross the line? The, the brotherly, the sibling rivalry it's a whole different chapter back then. I tell you, but um, it, you know, he—he he was a good player, man, like a great player. He's, he's great. He had better hands than I did. He had better vision than I did. He was—he was slick. I, we played different games. I was more in the middle. He was more on the outside, distributing the ball, but. You know, I was proud of him. Like there was, you know, he wasn't able to make my Hall of Fame thing, and there was people like, Oh, "You're not going, you're not going." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I'm not going, man. I, that's my brother." Like all that BS aside, I'm proud of him, man. I really am. Like,
0: yeah, I can tell it's, in it's your special. voice. that's special, man. It is. That's yeah, special. And and yeah. and I mentioned he's the first of of my age group to go in, and I couldn't be happier to see him and and have both of you guys in there. And and I know what you meant to, to him and his career. And and uh, I look forward to seeing both of you there on Saturday night at the Hall of Fame to watch him go in. So, Kurt, uh, I appreciate you doing this, man. I wish you and your Calgary Roughnecks the best of luck in the upcoming season. Speaking of brothers, uh our next guest coming on is, is on the call right now, who is Patrick Coyle of the Colorado Mammoth talking about brother rivalries. Uh not sure that one burned any brighter than him and Mikey going at it. But uh any any comments or parting shots for, for Coyler before uh we let you go. I don't
2: get my question. Oh yeah, James? get that in there. My bad. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Tighten her up, bud. Tighten sorry. her up there. <laughs> okay,
0: sorry, I was getting emotional like you, man. Sorry.
2: Well, it's my turn with James, so I want I wanna know like like you talk about tea, right? So you yeah. mentioned Terry Sanderson, and 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 I want you to tell, like you you and Terry were such good friends, and and you're you're like keeping his fire burning, and I, and I love that. Like the, the dress room, the the stuff like that, that you do for the just to keep Terry there, man, is so special for us when we come in. And I want you to tell people what he means to you, man. And it, like I know this is supposed to be a joking and laughing one, but I I've been crying two times, three times already. So I want. Uh, yeah, to well, you're gonna get me here. No. I'm not, I'm not, you you have such a big heart, and I don't think people, a, a lot of them, don't know that about you, Jamie. And and this is, I don't know, maybe it's the times, but I think it's important that they know how you give back to everybody else, man. And that's darn right, cool, man. You tell me about well, T and how what he means. Yeah, him? I will.
1: I, I listen. I love you for asking me because anytime I get to talk about him, like. You know, you are going to get me emotional here because I get emotional, but I'm uh, like you, you know, he's just, he's, he was such a special guy. Like, it, it's just, it's amazing that someone can come into my life at that point in my life. We're talking, you know, 11, 12 years ago. So I'm, um, you know, mid, mid thirties. I don't even know how old I am. Mid, mid, mid thirties. And 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 Troy was the one who connected me with T. I, I, I kind of knew Troy, I mean, obviously they're leaving you guys in Calgary. Troy wanted to come home, kind of connected with Troy. And he, and he basically said to me, like, you know, you got to talk to T and, and, I knew the T kind of persona. Cause I was a rock fan from afar, but you know, I met him in classic, you know, T fashion. We met in a Tim Hortons and he's taking notes on a napkin. And, and I just right away, we just, we just hit it off. And, and, you know, I I had, I was, I was going to give him, I had this philosophy of, I was going to give this guy, let him run everything. Like I, to me, he was the best guy I could possibly get. And we just developed this relationship and it was, it was everything. Like we talked so much on the phone. It was like, he he wasn't just the GM of my team, uh, you know, coach of my team. You know, he was like my dad and, and my dad was around too. And, it just, it was such a special relationship and, and T like you, like we just talked lacrosse all the time and, you know, after games more so after losses and we talked for hours and, and we just, you know, we just wanted to win. And, and, and he, he was just so happy with where he was in life and being here. and it was the dream for him. And it was a dream for me. And, and uh, you know, I, he taught me so much and everything we do, like he had such good core values. And and that's why, you know, we continue that legacy. And, you know, we're just, we're going down a week tomorrow to our new room in Hamilton and the guys are going to see, it. I haven't seen it yet. And the guys are going to, we're all going to see it for the first time. And yeah, there's a tribute to T in there. And, and just as the guys walk into the actual change room part, he's right there and one of his poses awesome. and, awesome. you know, just, he, he just, I, you know, guys didn't want to, you know, you played for him. You just didn't want to let him down. And he cared so much about everyone and winning. And, you know, I've just gone way too early, man. And, and I miss him all the time. And I think about him all the time. And, you know, whenever I do something, I think about what he'd do. And, and uh, you know, fuck, man, you
0: got me. You got me. <laughs> this has been well, this honestly, guys. This has been one of my <laughs> my favorite conversations that I've ever had in in 150 episodes uh, or so. So I appreciate both you guys uh, for for the time and for the stories and and for the the candidness, man. That's what people tune in for, and you guys are two of the best at it. And we got another one coming up on the other side. Any final thoughts there, guys, before we end this one? Everybody, go. no. I just I
1: wish you best of luck, man. We don't we we don't play you guys this year. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, hopefully
0: we'll, we'll,
1: you know, I'll probably say this that.
0: I don't like that. Every Canadian team should play each other at least once. Yeah.
1: It's it's disappointing, man. It's always a great rivalry. Um, you know, we used to play them twice, but it is what it is. I wish you guys best of luck, Kurt. If we're going to play you this year, I guess it can only be in the final and, uh, I know you guys will be fighting out there in the West and having your say who shows up out there. So best of luck to you, bud.
2: Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, well said, well said about team man. I was exactly bang on what I, what I knew was in your heart and, uh, you know, I wish you guys all the best you yourself and, and, uh, you know, Brucey and you got a, you know, crew. got a bunch of my good buddies there and, Doss and Nikki Rose. I wish you guys got you, you put a good team together like Tio always said, man. Good teams have good people, and you've done a good job of that. And I wish you guys all the best, man. And Jake, thanks, man. Keep Keep throwing the game and keep throwing the podcast because they're pretty cool. Next, night, I didn't know we could swear on them. So yeah, I'm wide open. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we, it's,
0: I figure we're into twenty twenty two here almost. Like let the let the, let the wheels off. So uh, I don't think I like my it, yeah. wife
1: listens to the podcast, so I'm
0: okay. Okay, I uh, appreciate you, Kurt. We'll see you uh, Saturday right. night, man, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks again.
2: Okay, take care, guys.
0: There you go, Kurt Malowski, head coach, Calgary Roughnecks. We go from one head coach to another. Pat Coyle, Colorado Mammoth, other side, Lax Class, back after this.
1: Hey, this is Jeff Snyder.
3: You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box across.
0: Welcome back to Lax Class. Halftime is over as EP157 moves into the third quarter. We're going to keep our season previews rolling along here as we welcome the head coach of the Colorado Mammoth to the program. We go from uh, one Coquitlam guy to another, one number two to another. Pat Coyle back on the podcast. Patrick, uh, thanks for joining us. How are you? Nobody calls you Patrick, do they? Uh, My wife does. Okay, Just when she's mad or like all the time?
3: A lot of the times. My mom, when she's mad. Okay. <laughs> okay. How are you, man? How's it going? It's been a while. It's going well, thanks. It's good uh, Good to be back at it.
0: Yeah, you know, it really is. Uh, well, you know, if, if we're having you on the pod, we got to be close to to lacrosse season. I don't know if the last time we talked was maybe season preview back in 2019 or whatever it was. But uh, lots has, has changed in Mammothland, I would say. Maybe we'll start from the bench and we'll work our way to the roster. Uh, you get your, well, I would have to say best friend and longtime coaching partner in one Jason Bishop to the Mammoth Bench. As Sean Williams steps down, Jason Bishop steps on. Uh, tell me how this transpired. I, I don't know if you can even comment on it, Pat. I made a, a comment last week. Like, I wondered why this this happened. And, and it's been tough for you because... Like you've seen, Dan Strupp, Chris Gill, now Sean Williams, kind of all get yanked off your bench here. But just tell me how the coaching change maybe took place.
3: Uh, yeah, Sean is moving on to another job, so okay. it wasn't it wasn't that we wanted you know to part ways at all. We're we're really sad to see him go. Happy for him that he's you know going to be moving on to bigger and better things, but especially when it happened, it was, it, it felt like, you know, we had, we had all this off time and it couldn't have happened during that time. And, you know, that it happens basically six weeks before we're going into training camp. We were sort of dealing with this bomb that was dropped and uh, yeah, and just the caliber of person that Willie is such, you, you, I don't, I have never met anyone that could say a bad word about him and um you know, such a good coach and such a good player and it's hard to um, replace him. And, and and in all honesty, we can't replace him. Like he's, he, he can't be replaced. But having said that, um, I feel like we're really lucky. Like when, when we sort of find out that Willie's not coming back, you know, uh, Andrew McBride and Brad Self and I sort of sit down and talk to each other about, you know, you start thinking of some names that are out there that, again, we have this small window to, to find someone that, you know, that we're going to be comfortable with. And um, we sort of know their style and there, it's not a big list. Like, it was hard to think of guys that aren't already coaching. And um, we, it just felt like it, the perfect, the you know, the, the perfect answer was Bish in that... He's been with our organization for four years. He's super driven and passionate about lacrosse. And uh,
0: and you know and exactly just, what you're getting when when, yeah, when he's. Yeah. You. And,
3: you know, that we coach together for the last uh, three years to, uh, you know, just the familiarity for me that I'm not, you, you can bring a guy in that you, you think he's going to be good, but you're never really sure how you're going to get along or you know, when you butt heads, how it's going to go. And, and, you know, I know how it's going to be with Jason and uh, yeah. Plus, like you said, he's my best friend. So that makes it just all the better that we get to, you know, be, you know, he was always uh, involved sort of peripherally with our team and this way it's, you know, I'm really happy that he gets to be in it with us now.
0: No question about it. And and man, I got uh, a lot of love for Jason Bishop. Just one of the, the real nice guys in, in our game as we speak with Pat Coyle here. Alright, let's uh let's hop on to the turf there at Ball Arena this Ball Arena, right? I gotta get I gotta get my head around that. No more Pepsi Center, but I think we can still call it the loudhouse. Uh it's been a while, man, so I'm looking here and, and I see Tyler Digby who only got a few games in for you, if I'm not mistaken. Uh when he joined two. the team. Yeah. So not many and then of course Zed Williams so you made the deal for who we haven't even seen play in a, in a Mammoth jersey yet. And that right side is Ryan Lee's kind of going to be the premier guy. That right side's going to look a lot different than it did 2 years ago.
3: Really different. Really different. And we sort of got a taste of that uh this weekend and you know Diggers a really big guy. Um and then so is that we it's funny how if you look at our you our went from offense, like
0: noble I, and killing and like small i know like, like big
3: really small even Rue, like yeah. really great players but just we were never a big right side and all of a sudden we've we literally have gone from one extreme to the other um so yeah we're we're really excited kit you know digger has that uh veteran presence too and He's a good leader. We sort of got a taste of that at the end when we brought him in and uh, we're happy that he's back and excited to see, you know, Zed, it, it, I feel like in Georgia that he, he uh, always had to take a bit of a backseat yeah. to to Lyle and Randy Stotts and understandably why those two are awesome, two great players. But I think this, you know, he's going to have an opportunity to shine a star. and I, We were lucky enough to do that trade, I think, before his stock went
0: skyrocketing, right? Yeah,
3: that's right. His stock went way up. So what a great trade for us.
0: Left side, you're looking at the newly acquired Connor Robinson, who's who's been looking real good playing in the XLL uh, over the winter pack, just so you know. Uh, Eli McLaughlin, who you know is going to be consistent and always put points up to, I think, Kinnear was kind of a nice surprise. Tell me if I'm wrong here, Pat, but a nice surprise or a real nice find getting the kind of production that you did out of Kinnear. I don't know if you expected that out of him, but I now you probably expect him to take it another step coming into this season.
3: Yeah, for sure. I really give uh, credit to Andrew McBride there, just seeing him and coaching him in in Alberta there. That's, I, I honestly didn't know a lot about Dylan and uh, Andrew spoke really highly of him and, and he was available. And I think, I think late third round and um, he is a gritty, gritty player. Like guys don't like playing against him And he's got, he's got nice hands around the net and he's uh, doesn't need the ball in his stick a lot. So a really good complimentary player, I think on the offense. And yeah, we'll, what, what I noticed after our we had our first camp this weekend is, especially the younger guys, like even if they haven't been playing, they're all two years older. Yeah. Like so the difference between a 23-year-old and a 25-year-old, just maturity-wise, confidence-wise, it, I don't – you can't really – you know, put a value on that. Well, it's what amazing. about the
0: other end of that spectrum though, Pat? Like, I, I totally agree. Like a kid that goes from 21 to 23 is a big jump and 23 to 25 and so on. But what about at the the tail end of it? The guys that are kind of near in the end of the rope. Have you seen like a guy like John Lintz? I'll throw in that category. No disrespect to Lintzer, but kind of the oldest guy I can think of on that roster who hasn't played in a couple of years. I know Johnny keeps himself in amazing shape. Maybe he's the exception to the rule, but do you think that's going to be like an issue? Or do you think maybe guys like Brody and, and Dawson who haven't played have gotten rejuvenated, uh, taking some time off?
3: I I was curious to see the same thing where you're sort of thinking, because I just, from personal experience, just the older I got it, you know, even if I was keeping myself in shape, which I wasn't even close to how these guys do now. Um, but you just father time caught up to you and you just weren't as fast. You I just weren't quick. Gosh. And um, I haven't seen that. I didn't see that in John Lindsay, you know, or, or, or uh, Scott Carnegie, you know, would have been another guy that we were thinking, ah, maybe he's getting like close to the end and, they both came in and looked fantastic. So okay. no, not an issue for us.
0: And I'm just scanning your roster here. And you talked about Andy McBride and the influence that he had getting Kinnear. And I'm just like looking here, man. Uh, Josh Sullivan, Brett Craig, uh, keep going down the list here. There's more. I know there is Eric Turner. Eric Turner is yeah, the guy I want to hit on, but, uh, Brett McIntyre, uh, like there is a lot of, Alberta. Alberta flavor on John yep. Lentz. Like, it It goes on here. Uh, give him a lot of credit. But Eric Turner is a guy that has, like, caught my attention. I think more so from social media than anything else, Pat. This kid works out like an absolute fiend. He has <laughs> a stick in his hand, I don't know how many hours a day, filming himself doing drills and wall ball. And, like, he looks like he is on a mission to make an impact in the National Cross League, how did how did he look this weekend?
3: He looked great. He looked great. He looked like he's been lifting trees in forests. Is what he's look look like. He <laughs> seriously. I, <laughs> I'm not on Instagram, so I don't. I just hear
0: about it, but and or people show it to me. But yeah, like Mike uh, Messenger esque. If you wanted to kind of compare that, it to some,
3: that's right. And, and um, you know, we we sort of got a taste of that with him. He was on our practice roster uh last season we had and just a guy that's just what do i need to do to play i he wants to play so badly that if if you had a team of that i know everyone wants to play and i know at this level everyone is driven and works hard but then there's guys that are over and above and he's one of those guys and you know it's not it's great that he puts that stuff on the line uh, online because our players get to see him doing it. And I think it motivates them. Got it. You know, it's got it. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, any, any rumors to the fact he might trade Dylan Ward? trade board is, is that happening or,
3: well, we'll see how camp goes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, you got uh, Cadillac Carl uh, right there in the mix, and and he's always been a fantastic number two guy, and and kind of always pushing, and and one of those guys that's great coming into a, a game that you maybe need a little switch of momentum, and then uh, you got another guy there, kind of looking at at number three, who you're obviously very familiar with in in Nate Facine from this part of the the world, and and nice little dynamic I think you got going there with Ward Carlson and Facine and Goal.
3: Yeah, we're again really happy. I know it's just one weekend but and maybe we're all just on a bit of a pink cloud just being back. You well, know, everybody's lacrosse.
0: going to the championship after one week of training right. camp, right? Well, there is there is some truth to that though. Like
3: uh, if you look at the rosters and Man, uh, you know yeah. two two draft classes and like everyone's offenses are ridiculous. Yeah. It's just good players out
0: of work man whether it's the young guys that can't quite crack it or the older guys trying to hang on or even you know that that fourth lefty or fourth righty on, on that's been grinding like those guys are all in jeopardy here with with two like you said two years of draft classes coming in
3: yeah the the depth i think is i don't remember it this is the biggest biggest camp we've ever had for numbers that i since i've been there and uh it's I I remember, you know, early on, we had a a training camp with a lot of guys, but it felt like it was just we were sort of filling spaces uh, with some of them. And it doesn't feel like there's any of that this this time around. It's all guys that are they they're like legitimately good enough to play in the NLL. So great for camp. But um, I don't know. It's it's going to be I just but I think every team. Yeah. it seems like is in that position. Seriously.
0: seriously. Yeah, uh, no, so no.
3: I I'm excited, but yeah, we're like, man, we're going to win the championship. And then you start looking at other rosters and you're like, Oh, they might have <laughs> something to say about that.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of somebody that might have something to say, we do have Jamie Dowick on the line here with us. Uh, and, and he is going to ask you a question and Pat, because, Jamie's on the line here. He's a, a general manager and obviously an owner of a team. You get to ask him one question as well. Should you have one in in your pocket that you'd like to fire his way? So give that some consideration. As uh you know you're talking about everybody winning the championship? We talked about this off the top. Coolbet Canada, which is a, a gambling site here in Canada, coming out with odds to win the NLL cup and there's Colorado right dead smack in the middle of the pack at plus 2100 in case you were wondering about that.
3: I think that's a good bet. People should take that. That's a good
0: Okay. Might lay a little something down. I might just yeah. Yeah, plop Panther City by the way, 17,500 odds to win the the NLL. Jamie, uh do you have something for for Pac Coil and and the Colorado Mammoth you'd like to ask?
1: Oh, that's uh well Patty um It's good to see you guys get back at it. And I know we're going to see you here in a couple weeks for our yearly exhibition game. So I'm looking forward to that. I love how we do that every year with you guys. It's, it's good chance to see our uh, Western buddies. Tell me something, uh, give give me a guy, give me a guy on your, being the defensive guy. And you know, you had a reputation of being one of the toughest and, and best to play at the back end. Give me one of your, up and coming young guys that might play a little bit like patty coyle that that no one know really flies a little bit under the radar
3: well I think because of the rule changes no one really <laughs>
0: plays like the way I used to play um speaking of Pat we we ran Nll through we're gonna run ll 35 moments uh, a bit later and and part of that clip is is when junior goes over the shoulder with like three guys draped the cross you deliver to the side of his head on that clip is yeah. just it's really bad man. <laughs> it's
3: it's actually hard not to watch some of that stuff now and feel like like it makes me cringe yeah. some of the times you yeah. know and yeah. i don't know uh i it is I it was, was a different we've all different evolved right? right we've yeah. all evolved
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah just i just had to bring
1: listen you got a lot of rigs to to show for a dead uh you know toronto rock hall of Famer When's number and, uh, two going is
0: number two up in the rafters yet there uh well uh, be in hamilton now but is that is is he up there yet jimmy with the retired no Jackson? we
1: we it isn't he he is in the toronto
0: rock hall of fame three Thanks, jerseys, but that the guys that are up there like they're in a different oh class pat no those. don't don't sell yeah. yourself short in that regard i know you're not when to sit there and pat your own back but uh i'll say it right here right now number two get it get it up there jim come on thanks listen
1: it's it's uh we have the utmost respect for him like i said he's in he's in the toronto rock hall of fame and and uh you know he was a great champion for this organization and uh you know part of that original can
0: we your talk BC about your time that. with the Detroit Turbos, Pat? There was a game there. I saw you took quite a few penalty minutes. In. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, don't, I don't really want to talk.
3: <laughs> I, That's uh, the last time we talked.
0: That is the <laughs> last time we talked. So that was your, I think that was your Hall of Fame <laughs> chat with us. That's right. Man, that made me laugh. Okay, Pat, do you, uh, Jamie, did you even ask a question? I not know. He didn't. Okay. He didn't, didn't ask a question. Okay, let's, let's do it.
1: Well, I just want to, yeah. Like, oh, sorry, give, he did. Give me, did. The up, give me an up and coming. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. You're so real excited so what about I
3: was, the, who I was going to yeah. say that, and we were talking about this weekend, and he's not, he he doesn't play uh, like me in certain ways, but um, cause he's really bigger than me and stronger than me. But uh, Warren Jeffrey, man, I can't yeah. believe that he wasn't on the all rookie team. I don't know. He's a guy that's sort of um, you don't really notice him because there's there just is a black hole around him like were whatever whoever he's checking just doesn't really seem to do much.
0: Is Brett uh, Midsky so, a fair comparable to him, Pat? Do you think? Who? Brett Mitsky?
3: Yeah, not not bad, I think. But Warren seems to I don't know. I I always noticed Brett like
0: but just body type and kind of the positional, like stay at home, stalwart. I know like, what he's saying. Yeah, I know like I he's think he's saying. a future I... team Canada guy, Warren Jeffrey. Like when he hits his prime, I think he's putting on the red and white.
3: Yeah, I think so. He's, he's a, he's a great shutdown defender. He just where, and I don't know that side, we've got some big boys on that side of the floor for us. And I, I really noticed it, um, He he was covering uh, Lyle Thompson one game in Georgia, and we didn't like we knew Warren was good. We drafted him high there, but uh, he was in a position where it was just him, Lyle one on one, and he just he does it so nonchalantly. He just like moves his feet and uses his body, and just Lyle couldn't get by him. Hmm. We just sort of realized right then, like, wow, he's like this kid's good.
0: Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's good. Uh, before you ask Jamie your question, and I know Jamie mentioned a couple of weeks you're going to be in Toronto for trade. What's on the horizon for the Mammoth? I think you guys are in Vancouver for the upcoming weekend for a little exhibition action as well, right?
3: Yeah, we play um, Vancouver on Saturday and then Calgary or San Diego on Sunday. And then off to Toronto
0: the following weekend, is that?
3: Yeah, we play Toronto and I don't know who else,
1: Philly? Jamie, do you know? I, I think you're only, I, I think you're only playing me to be honest with you, because I don't think you can only play three games. So I think he had to bail on the second
0: one.
3: Well, that, uh, that changes our plans drastically. <laughs>
0: don't, yeah, you better get yourself a practice plan together. Don't, uh, don't break the rules. Man. I
1: think you're practicing Sunday morning. Cause I was asking Chugger why he wasn't playing you. And he told me cause you guys are going to Vancouver and playing two games there. So we're, I think we're only allowed to, well, we are only allowed to play three games. So, um, yeah, I'm just based on that. I guess we're getting your a lineup, uh, a couple oh, yeah. weeks from now.
0: Better.
3: That's all, all we have is a's. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> Pat, what would you like to ask Jamie about himself or the Toronto rock or whatever's on your mind?
3: I was just seeing if he has any spare tickets for the Broncos.
1: Oh,
0: Broncos, tickets. Broncos tickets. Uh, Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Right there.
1: Are you, when are you, when are you there? You just there on like the weekends right now and stuff? I'll take a look at,
0: they play on Sundays, Jamie, for the most part. No,
1: I I got, I know when they play, but he's got to not have practice (laughs) and stuff. We'll, uh, I'll send you a text. I'll get in touch with you. And, uh, yeah, uh, okay, Jamie, we'll I, um, with some it's okay ticket. either
3: way. I just literally had another, listen, I didn't know what to ask you. That questions. is the <laughs> best no, question
0: anybody has asked so far of Jamie Dowick right there. <laughs> my by, my by son's far. gone. Yeah, my son's
1: been, uh, I think he's been to the last three. And Jared Noble got to the first couple mm-hmm. games, I think. My son's got the last couple or three. So, you know, um, we'll, I'll take a look at your schedule. And if you're in town and something works, I'd love to send you to a game.
3: Uh, that'd be awesome i appreciate it
0: there you go live right on, on the podcast i love it man pat uh thanks so much for doing this best of luck with uh with your mammoth down there in colorado and i'm sure we will see each other sooner than later
3: yeah thanks guys thanks for having me on
0: Always a pleasure to talk lacrosse with Pat Coyle, uh, head coach of the Colorado Mammoth there, Jamie, who you now have to send to a Denver Broncos game. Uh, and you're playing, are you, do you play Colorado this year in the regular season or no? No, we don't
1: play Colorado either.
0: No Calgary, no Colorado. The only
1: Western teams we play this year. Vancouver and Halifax, are,
0: Or no, Western teams uh, you're saying. I thought you said Canadian.
1: The, no, Western are Vancouver and San Diego.
0: Hmm, not bad. Not bad, best uh, easiest schedule in the league. Toronto Rock, bucket. Come on, nine Come on. Saturday nights, no travel. You got to get there.
1: <laughs> no travel. What do you mean? We got to travel like everyone's got to travel. One trip those across. Bus- the- One trip. Yeah, it's a far
0: trip. Jamie, let's take a break here. Let's get to uh, the fourth and final quarter on Lacrosse Classified. Quick Sticks are coming up next. Keep it right here. Lax Class 157 Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is Steve Dietrich, general manager of the Buffalo Bandits. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified. We're back. We're into the fourth quarter, which means no more breaks here on lacrosse classified and here to do a little thing called quick sticks in quarter number four brought to you by the National Lacrosse League. And of course, the National Lacrosse League can be seen on ESPN, ESPN Plus, TSN, TSN app, TSN direct. Gonna be nice and easy for you to find all your national lacrosse league action this year on those two networks in North America. Sign up today. Get if you don't have cable, you can still get the app. Get the streaming service. It's nice, easy, cheap, and super accessible. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. TSN, ESPN. Don't forget Fanatics as well, the newsletter, all of it. And I uh, saw so a little press release today. In fact, Jamie, uh, Ontario Junior A Lacrosse League, Mark Grimes and Commissioner Nick Sakevich of the NLL, uh, formally an- uh, announcing a-, a partnership between the two leagues. Uh, the OJ going to adopt a few NLL rules and getting closer to a unified rulebook. And everybody's been super impressed with what Mark Grimes has done since stepping in as commissioner of the OJ and uh, NLL partnering up. With them, love to see it. Uh, Rocky Mountain, BCJ, you guys are up next, I sure hope. Anyways, uh, so big thanks to the National Lacrosse League for helping out on the podcast here as well. And Quick Sticks, Jamie, we've got a bunch, and we got to get through these things. So let's rock and roll. Uh, where to begin? Where to begin with Quick Sticks? Uh, Alfie the Firewolf, Alf, uh, Albany uh, releasing their, their new mascot, Alfie the Firewolf. Uh, I need to see Alfie in action before I make a, a full report on on mascots uh, biggest thing with me for mascots is you want them to look cool and stuff but you don't want them to freak out the kids like i've seen mascots where they look terrifying and kids just run away from the mascot
2: not well, so- you know
1: what though i think kids are scared. some kids are just scared of mascots like i don't think he's a scary looking mascot but i know you know there's a lot of kids that just you know when they get around Man, a mascot like clowns, they're terrified right? so it's like
0: clowns maybe you know yeah uh, world lacrosse, women's box lacrosse championships are going to be a thing. Jamie, I could not be more fired up about this. The women are finally going to get their due inside the boards at a w- world championship. So, world lacrosse expanding their championship portfolio. Women's box now part of it, along with sixes and, of course, field and box, U19, all over that. Next one I had on my list was, was where's Dutch? Well, we actually saw today, Jamie, that Dutch, we found him. He is now a member of the Halifax Thunderbirds as Reese Dutch goes from Victoria, B.C. to Halifax, Nova Scotia. There is no further trip in the National Lacrosse League. I don't know if Dutchy is planning on commuting for the entire season or not. But holy cow, that's going to be a lot of air miles there for Dutchy. But uh, a nice little pickup there for Kurt Styers and the Thunderbirds as they get two-time NLL champion Reese Dutch, thousand points, all the rest of it. Pretty good right side there in Halifax. Uh, you. Jamie Dowick signed a player over the last uh, few days, Kochi Nakamura. Tell me about how all this came about. I was, uh, I was pretty excited to see sign hashtag sign coachy. He's he signed.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, to be honest with you, I was kind of, uh, I'm not, I'm not crazy social guy. I, I'm not as much Instagram I'm on more Twitter. Mm. So, uh you know, I guess coach he's big on Instagram, yeah. so I, I wasn't really aware of all that. Listen, what happened was, you know, I'm watching this guy. He he asked Rosie out. of I, I don't know how it came about. I remember I was on Rosie the phone with you, and,
0: and Rosie said, "Hey, can this guy come to the track and shoot around?" He went to a camp in Philadelphia and tried out for the Wings. Right. I think right before coming right. to Toronto. So
1: so we said, yeah, I'd like you to come in the morning and whatever. And so. Like he comes in the morning and he's here at like, you know, eight 30, like for one of the first people here and he's shooting for a couple hours and then he's kind of, you know, trying to work out with the guys. And, and so he, if he does that, he was doing that, then he'd go back on the floor and shoot for a couple hours. And so, you know, I watched this for a few days and I'm thinking to myself, should I, should I invite him out to camp or not? And, and I, I was kind of, Humming and you know, humming and hawing about it, and then you know, I, I was thinking about it, and then I walked by Dawson, and Coach is out there shooting, and he Dawson looked at me, and he's like, "Are you going to invite this guy out to camp or what?" And I'm like, "You know what? <laughs> you I like, I was thinking, I was, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about it, and now you're asking me that. Like, I'm, I'm going to invite him out. So, listen, um, is he going to play in the exhibition game this weekend? I don't know. Uh, we're, we're discussing that." I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but le- the guy was working his ass off. You know, this is his dream. He wants to promote the game back in his home. Um, you know, he's been out of practice. He's been a pleasure to have the guys all, you know, went to Dave and Buster's after a practice on Saturday with him. They love him Like he's, t- he's just, well, you're going
0: to get a whole so- country of, of lacrosse fans in Japan, Toronto rock fans instantly. Right. Like that,
2: that's, well that's yeah great. and i mean
1: like listen i mean coach isn't gonna you know barring a miracle coach isn't gonna make our team here um but i i think it's been good and and i, I hope he's enjoyed the experience and we'll we'll see how it finishes here but uh, you know i was pretty i was not pretty open i was very open with them you know from the get-go here yeah. and uh And, uh, so, but he's been a pleasure to have. Hey, listen, works hard, man. I mean, I I thought Dan Dawson worked hard coaches, uh, you know, putting in a few extra hours on top of that. So,
0: uh, Hey, it's been good, man. It's been good. Good stuff. Uh, Great story. Good for him. Good for you. Good for lacrosse, I would say, on that. More quick sticks here, Jamie. We got uh, the U18. I know this is field lacrosse, but uh, close to my neck of the woods here. The Poco Saints U18 field lacrosse team is in desperate need of a coach. Must be double vaccinated. If you're interested in coaching a little field lacrosse here in Poco we got a lot of local listeners, so just thought I'd put that out there. Uh, They're looking for a coach, so get at me. I'll put you in touch with the right people if that is something you are interested in. Um, What else do we got here? Emily Goss fundraiser coming up on. I haven't done an Emily Goss uh, update in a while here, Jamie. Warren Goss is the GM of the the Junior Sam His father, of course, a legendary Sam Hall of Famer. All the rest of it. Uh, Warren's daughter, Emily, was, was hit by a drunk driver back in London, England. Uh, well, it had to be a couple of years ago now, I would say. And, like, was on her deathbed, essentially. Was never never supposed to talk or walk or anything again. She has battled her way back like you would not believe but all these uh, re- rehabilitations and and doctors and everything else that that she has to pay for to to continue her rehab is not a cheap endeavor so they're having a fundraiser november the 19th 125 bucks this is all going to go to emily goss's rehab at uh, queens park rehab facility so if you can help out there, or even if you can't make the dinner and you want to donate, uh, find that on my Facebook or just get at me and I'll and I'll point you in the right direction again. But I know uh, a lot of my Masters Group guys are, are going to be going to this and supporting this and and uh, it's a great cause. So wanted to get that in. Uh, the kids' women. I found this pretty ironic, Jamie. That Gary Gade, who was the women's coach there at Syracuse for a long, long time, never saw him did it. Want do it once. They got themselves a new coach. Uh, Gary's now coaching the men. But there I see on on Twitter the women of Syracuse playing box lacrosse, the field lacrosse team playing box lacrosse to, to kind of get going in, in fall ball. So I think, you know, we've started to see Coach Myers at Ohio State and, and other guys at Rob Morrison and stuff start to do this with their teams, get them some box experience, a little cross training. And now we're starting to see the women do it as well. And I think it's like the smartest thing you can do. Uh, I mentioned the Hall of Fame going down on the 13th. I'm not sure if there's tickets still available for this. Two years of classes going in this Saturday at the Lacrosse Hall of Fame in Westminster. Again, you can follow along at the Canadian Lacrosse Hall of Fame. If you're looking for tickets to this, I think they're about $100, and you can get a hold of me. And again, I'll point you in the right direction if you want to come and watch uh, some Hall of Famers go in, including my good buddy Derek Malowski. First guy from my year of. of graduating juniors that first kind of guy from our age group that is going into the hall of fame so i'm, I'm really proud and, and excited to see this guy uh go into the hall of fame he, he deserves it and uh, it's going to be a great night bcla doing some good things indigenous reconciliation they've they've started up a relationship here with the squamish nation and, and elder denny joseph who's a, a chief there in squamish and uh starting to build the relationship with the indigenous which is far gone on, wait, like, I don't know why this is taking this long to happen, but, uh, Jerry Van Beek and the, the folks at the BCLA are, are, uh, getting that going, which i love to see. And Brock Badgers, Jamie, 12 years since the Badgers won, uh, the Bagotaway Cup. I don't know if you saw any of this over the, the weekend here, but, uh, Brock Badgers getting it done.
1: Yeah. I didn't watch any of it, but, uh either you know, I didn't, Sean, uh, Sean Holmes is a Guelph alumni. I know a lot of Brock guys let's all went there. Patty Campbell won four championships. Actually, I think he went to Brock for 15 years. So, um, you know, it was overtime. I heard, uh, Mitch, you know, through the grapevine, Mitch Gustafson, who was with us. And now with Rochester, don't think he lost a draw the entire game and then won the one in overtime. And they scored right away. And, uh, it sounds like it was a good game. Um, wanted to give him a shout-out because I heard he was a big factor in that game.
0: Absolutely. Stamper and I believe Ryan McMichael calling those games. I probably should have tuned in just for that, but I uh, didn't get a chance to do that. Shout-out to Brock and, and congratulations to them for winning the Way Cup. I believe the last – let me double-check here, make sure I'm not missing anything uh, – last – Quick stick I have here this week, Jamie, NLL 35. Ryan Ireland lied to me, or maybe I misread it, but I thought last week was the last NLL 35 moments. He actually asked me, could I guess which one it was? And I actually guessed this. I said, I'm not sure if you've done this one or not. Uh, And he didn't reply, and then it came out, so I wasn't sure whether he was like, oh, yeah, got to have that one on and added one more 35 moment or Whether I just read it wrong, and this was actually supposed to be the final one, and that was, in fact, the case. Final NLL 35 moments. I think you'll recall this one, Jamie, and it sounded like this.
2: Maple Leaf Gardens and Carlton Street in Toronto and today this great building will play host to its final ever professional
3: sporting event. And again a big gathering of
1: sellout here at Maple Leaf Gardens on a very hot and steamy day in southern Ontario. If this is the last professional event in this building, it is being... Kim Squires, Grant with Clark, check Junior to tie the game Toth from outside Doyle looking
0: back to Toth Shooting his... ah! with one second left Caleb Toth year 2000 one second left on the clock a lot of people I think this uh, I, a lot of people call this the greatest professional lacrosse game ever played you look at the players on both sides of the ledger that were involved in the 2000 Champions Cup game Just incredibly star-studded rosters on either side. And Toth with the buzzer beater. Year 2000 Toronto Rock win the NLL Championship. And that is your final NLL 35 moments. Uh, What a game. Final game in Maple Leaf Gardens. And shut the barn down in fine fashion there in Toronto. 14-13 over the Nighthawks.
1: Yeah, back-to-back championships. You know, I guess overtime, but you know, not an overtime game. There's no. It's your walk-off home run. There, that's your Joe Carter moment, and uh, you know, it was it was special. You know, I, I obviously before I own the team, but I remember it clearly. And uh, you know, I know when we bump into Joe Bowen occasionally, he loves to talk about that.
0: and, and, and the last macabre. game ever at the
1: last game ever at Maple Leaf Gardens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what a way to shut down that barn, man! Uh, crazy. I could. I think I'm going to go back and just watch that full game uh, when I get a second because I just like it was <laughs> that goal that Grant scores to tie that thing up late is just ridiculous. Like, takes a absolute cross check right in the face from Coyle on a third man in slide and still puts it over his shoulder into the goal. Just nuts. Uh, so check that out if you haven't seen that game. 2000 NLL Champions Cup. That is. Quick sticks, that is our program. Don't forget to follow us on social media at lacrosse classified on Instagram, at LaxClass Facebook page as well, email lacrosse classified at gmail.com. Jamie Dowick at J Dowick. I am at PXP for sports. Subscribe and put down that five-star review while you're at it. We would appreciate it. And we will be back next week. Every week, right here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network for another episode of Lax Class. But for now, we're done. For Jamie Dowick, i Jake Kelly. And for the fastest game on two feet. And for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified.